0: Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles, I'm your host Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's gonna get weird, as always. So today is November seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one, and uh, thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Did you know that on this day in history, I love these little, these little tidbits. Back in nineteen sixty-five, the first cavalry unit was ambushed at the Ladrang Valley during part of what became known as the Battle of the Ladrang Valley. A battalion from the First Cavalry Division was ambushed by the Eighth Battalion of the North Vietnamese sixty-sixth Regiment. And uh, anyway, that was an interesting piece of history. Also in this day in 1869, the Suez Canal opened. In 1839, in your art and literature history, on this day, Italian composer Giuseppe Verdi's first opera uh, debuted in Milan. And in this day in 1863, uh, the siege of Knoxville, Tennessee began. Uh, That was when uh, Confederate General James Longstreet placed the city of uh, Knoxville under siege. After two weeks and one failed attack, he abandoned the siege and rejoined uh, General Robert E. Lee's uh, Army of Northern Virginia. (coughs) Excuse me, that's some interesting history. Also, let's go back uh, for all you Gen Xers out there. Let's go back to 1989. It was a damn good year, wasn't it? The Berlin Wall fell. On this day in 1989, nine days after the fall of the Berlin Wall, uh, roughly 200 miles to the north, students gathered en masse in Prague, Czechoslovakia, to protest the communist regime. And that demonstration set off what history now knows as the Velvet Revolution. uh, A non-violent, I think that was a very non-violent revolution that, 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 occurred there. Speaking of communists, uh, the Berlin Wall, let's make sure we pay more attention to our local politics and state politics as we go forward to make sure the commies don't start building walls in this damn country. Um, I hate getting political, but man, the more I watch the news and I look around at this shit show, wow, wow, how the mighty have fallen. (laughs) You know, I try to give every president and administration a chance. This one took no time to really F things up. Uh, Gas is way too much. Um, Prices at the grocery are skyrocketing. Even little things I noticed, like my little furry pal Tigger that runs around here, my my little cat. Um, Yeah, even that food's gone up like 10% in uh, the last three months. Supply chain issues, inflation. Uh, really acting like a pussy in front of the Chinese delegation last night. Excuse my word. Uh, wow. Wow. My, <sighs> how things have changed. And now today we have this trial of uh, Kyle Rittenhouse from uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Well, he's not from Kenosha. But, I, you know, if you've watched some of this in the news, I'm sure you probably, some of you have watched more of this than I have. You know, I have a question. I watched the video. Apparently the prosecution withheld video evidence from the defense. Uh, And they just found out. So while the jury is deliberating, which they're taking an awful damn long time, this 17-year-old kid, from what I've seen, my opinion is that this this kid is clearly uh, self-defense. The guy he shot, Rosenbaum, from what I've read in the media, was a pedophile who had, I don't know, how many children had he molested? Uh, Another guy that got shot was a wife beater and domestic uh, spouse, he's a, 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 abused his spouse. And, uh, the other one was, uh, that got shot. I, I forgot what it was. Anyway, it was something, some other criminal, um, owed a lot of back child support. Or maybe the guy who beat his wife owed a lot of child support. I don't know. Who knows, man? Uh, regardless, a 17 year old kid shot three bad people in self-defense. um, But yet here we have Antifa, which watching the news, I thought one of the victims of the shooting was a black guy or something. But it turns out everybody that was involved is white. So I'm kind of curious as to why the hell Black Lives Matter is outside the courthouse. And they've already apparently contacted a couple of the jurors and threatening their families. They're going to dox them and out these people if they don't give them the verdict that they want. So now I think that's the holdup. These people are scared. For their lives, their families' lives, because Antifa and uh, Black Lives Matter are intimidating the jurors, trying to get their own outcome for the case. Uh, and if that happens, injustice is dead. Honestly, the communists win because that's flat out what these effers are—they're communists. This this kind of bullshit. I don't know how what he did is evil. This Rittenhouse kid did was evil, but for two, three years now, we watch riots in Portland and you know, up in uh, Minnesota and, and you know, just different places everywhere. BLM and Antifa want to go. They intimidate people, beat people up, uh, burn and loot and break shit. And that's, what's called a mostly peaceful protest. I don't know. I mean, didn't they even take over a block and kick the police out of their own building in Portland or something? Chaz, is that what they called it? Uh, it that's, this is what, this is what communists do. I mean, we have people who've came here from communist countries that are telling us, "You guys are going this way," and we have we have so many leaders. Um. So well, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not calling them leaders anymore, but they, they think they are. I was watching earlier on TV. They had a clip of, uh, I think it was AOC, which I have no love for. Um, and you know, there's throw, them, throw, throw that opinion on both sides of the aisle, folks. Republican, Democrat, there are a lot of worthless POSs that supposedly represent us. But they keep referring to themselves, you know, on the floor of Congress. We are leaders. We're elected leaders. We're elected leaders. And my God, man, it, <laughs> yeah, pass this podcast along to your local elected official. We don't vote for House of Leaders. We vote for House of Representatives. I don't need a leader. Yeah, You don't need a leader. We are the leaders of our community. We vote for representatives so our voices are heard. They are there to represent us, not lead us off a cliff, which is what these ass clowns have been doing my entire lifetime. And uh, if you're older than me, yours too. (laughs) And I don't know anybody on either side of the aisle that would really argue that point. This country has made dumb decisions more and more and more uh, from the top position of what we call leadership. Uh, They're leading two things right now. Jack and shit. What movie was that from? That was a good line. It was a great line. And Jack just left town. Um. Anyway, funny, funny part. But uh, yeah, going back to you know the uh, what I said at the very beginning about this day in history, and I mentioned the Vietnam, uh, um, piece. uh, We're not far past Veterans Day, and you know I have a lot of friends who are veterans, and. Uh, uncles who were in Vietnam and uh, friends that were in the Gulf War, uh, not not well, maybe the first one in the '90s when Old Man Bush was in charge, um, but definitely the second go round for 9/11. And I know uh, friends who have served. So thanks to all the vets, and not just the veterans, but thanks to their families. So much the people go through. And I just read an article that just, honestly, th- it's weird, like the things that almost bring you to tears, but this was an article that said that there were 100,000 veteran families right now that have uh, what they call, um, I don't want to call it food shortage, but what what do they call it when, when they don't have enough food or healthy foods? Um, anyway, that have this issue in and their and they're households with Their spouses, their children, and maybe when they're not directly serving, when they're back home, maybe even themselves, Um, and and that that is painful to read. And yet we see people talking every day about when illegals coming across the border, and and this new spending bill. This uh, congressman tweeted this out on Twitter that inside this new spending bill they may vote on before the end of the year. Uh, It's trillions of dollars and. Part of that bill is to literally. There's a hundred billion dollars marked to give to illegal immigrants. Why do we not have a hundred billion marked for food security for our veterans, not just currently serving those who are currently enlisted, but veterans that are that have that, that have been out of the service for years, the homeless people, some who are still suffering from PTSD. Or opioid addiction that they got from when they were in the military and had injuries. Why do we not have hundred billion dollars blocked off for those people, those who have been wounded and need things remodeled in their homes so they can live a life of more dignity instead of waiting on charities like uh, tunnels, uh, Towers to Tunnel or whatever the, you know these foundations are, or you know the Wounded Warrior Foundation to to raise money from private citizens to remodel homes for. Ten vets at a time so that they can, uh, with, with their handicaps, to, to be able to live more easily in their own home with a little bit more dignity and get around a little bit better. Why the hell is that not bookmarked? Why is that not marked in a bill for spending? I would have taken that standalone bill any day over a trillion dollar uh, package for so-called infrastructure that only really $120 billion is marked for. Like real infrastructure. So this is, this is what we're this is where we're at, folks, in our country with um, the people we've elected. And you know, I just ask everybody to stop thinking of these people as leaders. They're not leaders. You're the leader. They're the representative, and they're not representing any of us at this moment, Democrat or Republican. I don't care what kind of red wave people see coming next year in the House or how many Democrats are jumping off ship right now. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And it takes a very vigilant, educated populace that is right now that needs to be hell-bent on defeating socialist-type bills and these asshole socialists in the streets that are creating havoc and intimidating jurors and really thwarting American justice. I can't help it, folks. We're in a time where if you disagree with somebody, you're a bigot, a racist, a homophobe, a xenophobe, whatever phobe they want to come up with. But that is just how people play the game. Let that stuff slide off your skin. Move forward. Pay attention to your local politics. Even in my town, I'm just now, over the last couple of weeks, months, just learning how incompetent and how tone deaf people are at a local level that don't even listen to people locally about what they want and what they need. Or even have the ability to manage a budget without wasting more money locally than people can afford to pay. You have an aging population, and they're about to crank taxes up on all of us. No one will be able to sell a house because no one will want to be able to move here. They're just you know, it's going to ruin people. It's not hard to build a great place where people want to come and be a part of. Have a good community that people can feel proud of. You kind of have to go out of your way to screw things up. Uh, and things that cause that are people who just like maybe a title for ego. Hey, I'm a mayor. Hey, I'm a council member, or hey, I'm a member of the school board, or the you know the board of supervisors for the county. Whatever. Doesn't matter. If you're not competent to do the job, stop running. Stop running as a popularity contest. Um, and but that's on the people. We need to start doing a better job at vetting. I remember the last town council election. I really paid attention to, and I I got a chance to vote for three people, and only. One I'm glad I voted for now, uh, the other two, which I don't think really there were any that were other than one that was probably worth voting for in hindsight. But the, it wasn't a debate. It wasn't a you know, discussion about the future of the town. It was they draw questions out of the hat, three questions each, and they answer it. And, you know, some people are nervous when they're in front of cameras on YouTube or whatever where they were doing this and on local access. So I can understand that, but you know, I would even be willing to give people questions in advance, let them think about it, so they can answer more coherently. Because just because somebody's nervous in front of a camera doesn't mean that they're not going to be a good representative of the people. Because that's what we need—representatives, not people who think, "Hey, I'm elected here to lead." No, you're here to represent. The job is clear. What you need to do, um, just represent the people and their wishes. It's that easy. Well who said it was easy i've never ran so what the hell do i know that's my rant today so um what's everybody doing for thanksgiving by the way i have already finished christmas shopping i think i've mentioned that and so i don't have to worry about supply chain issues i did see a really great meme on facebook i'm gonna jump on my facebook page here real quick and i shared this a couple of really good memes and sometimes you put something meaningful up and nobody gives a crap but sometimes you put something funny up and You know, it's pointless to get 50 people talking about it Yeah, But here's what I put up. A friend of mine named Jason from Frankfurt shared this. Christmas is not in danger. The work of local artists and makers is not stuck on a dock in a shipping container. This is the perfect opportunity to shop local, help local artists live their dream. And on that note, I want to mention, I just want to say that definitely help your local artists. If you have a local authors guild wherever you're at, I'm a member of one. Um, but if you have a local authors guild, support those independent local authors. Uh, if you have a local museum where local painters have paintings that are up that are for sale, help those local painters. They don't have big time representation. These people may write great things, uh, but they're not Stephen King or Dean Koontz or or you know one of these big big writers, David Baldacci, that's famous that they can get a a book deal out of nowhere, you know, and get the books on the shelves and moved out. But it doesn't mean the work is not great. So I have some some folks I've had on the show previously, uh, certainly to consider, um, and it would mean a lot to these, these people just to, even if you spend a little bit of time on their website or on their YouTube channels and just give it a like or a comment, uh, it means a lot. Or if you can go to Amazon and buy these books or music by independent artists, I just heard of, a while back, I I listened to, um, I love the blues, all right, so I was listening to Jason Good, Blues Band, and uh, they're out of Morgantown, West Virginia. Great stuff. The entire album is really great. You know, they're an independent group, um, and Jason certainly has a long story about how he came into the blues from Morgantown, West Virginia, of all places, how he stumbled into liking the blues how he studied the blues, went to Chicago to live the life of the blues, right? To understand and learn, get that feel and, uh, and learn from some of the greats up there. Um, you can find his work on Amazon, uh, his CD there. Um, you can do it. I think it's MP3. You get the, you get the CD. I've got the CD. I'm still old school. and like to listen to those. Uh, a friend of mine, Jason Hout, uh, 18 fools. Really good story um and he's got some other works out he's actually working on another book i'm beta reading for him which is probably his best work yet um i'm not sure exactly what he's going to title it but when he's done i want to have him on to talk about it because it's it's a really unique story like it's i'm not going to give any any spoilers away because he's not done with the book but it's i'm trending i'm reading this I'm like wow it's i haven't read anything quite like this before it's really good um and i'm i know i'm going to think of a miss a lot of names here uh Jimmy Presley, uh, who uh, I had on a while back with some audio issues, he was on a while back, and uh, we talked about his book. And he's actually working on another, and just got his book written into a screenplay, and I think they're going to see where that goes. Another person that's a, I want to say indie indie uh, artist, uh, Jennifer Nangle. Now she was on the show a while back, and we talked about what it was like for her to be not just writer and pr- producer and director and actress, all in you know all wrapped into one. And break it into the horror industry, no less. But she makes these short films on YouTube. And you can see them elsewhere. But on if you go to YouTube and look up Malvolia, the Queen of Screams. M-A-L-V-O-L-I-A. Go look her up. She's got... Her season five is out right now. And it is really, really great. Uh, I've got a chance to watch all but the last episode. And once I'm done, I, wanna, I actually want to write a review. I ask her if it would be okay if I write a review and pass along to her for her to share. Um, but really, really good stuff. Really creative. She's incredibly imaginative. And, you know, she is. She has been dedicated and stuck to this for so long. You know, people chase their dreams and, ch- and do what they love to do. And most of the time they're doing it on the side because they can't afford to do it full time. And, you know, so remember those people. Local singers, songwriters, poets, uh, novelists. Um, storytellers, musicians, all of them go out and crafts makers. Go out and buy their works um, and give them to friends and family. Don't worry about shopping on Amazon as much as I shop on Amazon. And my books are there too. You know, it's always important to, to shop local. And if you're local to me and you want to support me, um, man, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> it is almost Christmas, right? But I'm glad I got all my shopping done. And uh, I don't have to worry about stuff that I ordered, but, um, I really, you know, in hindsight, I wish I'd kind of kept some of that money and went out and bought local, even though I know it'd be a little bit more expensive for some of the things that I would have bought from independent artists and craftsmakers, but, um, that's worth it. So that's, that's going to be my new year's resolution. I actually spend more time. And even if I buy less, keep that money saved that I don't waste on Amazon. And, um, by, by local and, um, and be more supportive of our local communities. Uh, if we all did that, our local communities would all be thriving. So, yeah, we don't have to wait for a, a boat to come in, right? Um, let me find this other interesting post while I'm on a rant here. <laughs> um, actually, I posted up Revelation Calling from one of my books on uh, Amazon. Um, oh, yeah, here's what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> I'll kind of end with this. I was nearly assaulted by a giant chicken at Taco Bell. I'm not kidding. You can't make crap like this up. So the other day, I go to Taco Bell. I'm just hungry. It's about 4.30. I want to go up there real quick, uh, You know, get a burrito, come home, and uh, you get know, something cheap and easy, right? So I'm sitting in line there, and I, I have my passenger side and my driver's side window both down and there's this the the, the drive-through is really narrow so i'm driving through this drive-through and there's a just a chain link fence right you know right uh kind of keep you from going off the side of the hill (laughs) and it's a steep drop too and there's houses down there you know trees like it's like a ravine but with houses below and a river below anyway i pull up and this giant chicken land it's just perched right on this fence and it, turn, it has its back to me, but it turns around and looks at me. And when I say a giant chicken, I don't mean like the kind you would buy in the pack, you you know, kill a package up to eat. This thing had feathers all the way down to like its ankles, if it had ankles. Right down to its feet. And uh, it was thick. I mean, it was, it could have kicked the hell out of a Thanksgiving turkey. It was that big. But just, yeah, feathers, it was, it, wide wingspan, real intimidating, son of a bitch. Well, anyway, um, I was looking at it and it was looking at me and I don't think it liked the way I was looking at it. So it like feigned an attack, like leaned forward and spread its wings out. Like it was about to fly into my window and it made this, you know, this noise. And I'm like, holy crap. So I roll the window up real quick. And that's about the time the lady starts taking my order. And this thing is staring a hole through me. And then it like a couple of times I'm sitting there, this thing that acts like it's about to come over and land on the car, and you know, go to work on me. <laughs> I don't know. It might have had a knife or a gun. I can't swear. But anyway, if it, if it, if it had opened its mouth, it could have swear I would have seen fangs. Anyway, eventually it turned its back and flew to this tree right next to it, which is yeah, maybe 15, 20 feet away. And I thought, my God, that thing's like as wide as a hawk. And then it finally managed to like turn its big ass around slowly like a tank and squawked at me again. It acted like it was like it started flapping its wings like it was about to come at me because it was like looking like eye to eye with me. Anyway, I finally got around the corner before this thing decided, yeah, I'm gonna go attack the car. Um, I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> but talk about an intimidating moment. I never thought I would be staring down a deadly chicken at a taco bell, but it happened. I avoided assault. I'm safe and sound here at all. What else what else is there, right? All right, everyone, I've rambled on enough. And uh, oh, a couple other things. Um, this weekend, if you listen to this before this weekend, uh, one of our previous guests, Elizabeth Cooper, she's been on the show. Um, she is having her 100th episode of the Caffeinated Cooper show Saturday morning. So if you're on Amazon, or not on Amazon, but on YouTube, checking out Queen Malvolia, make sure you go check out the Caffeinated Cooper show. It's her 100th episode. That's incredible. I know she's had some issues with, with health and, and and things like that, but she's going to power through it. She's she's a trooper to do the show in the middle of all this. And, uh, yeah, I wish her well. I man. it's going to be a great show, so make sure you tune in. Go back and listen to some of the previous shows I've done. We've had some really good guests on. Uh, we have Jane Bunker on. One of the most downloaded shows was Sheree and I talking about the 20 greatest songs of all time. Um, got quite a few downloads of that one. So, uh, if you're interested in, in what our take was on those songs, go back and listen to that. And I'll be back soon. I'm hell bent on getting 100 shows under my belt, 100 episodes of the Gonzo Chronicles under my belt by the end of the year. And I think this is, I can't be for certain, this is either 91 or 93. So, I got a little bit of work to do. And I'll be back with some guests, and we'll be talking about some fun stuff. And uh, I will talk to you definitely again before. Thanksgiving. But in the meantime, everybody have a great night. Make sure you hit that subscribe button uh, and uh, tell your friends about the Gonzo Chronicles, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're everywhere. Google play, Amazon music, iHeartRadio, radio, iTunes, Spotify. Um, you name it. Uh, look me up on social media. I'm on Twitter and I'm on getter. I'm on um, YouTube. A little bit. I'm Facebook. Yeah. I'm on there. Um, so check it out. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to support an independent artist, man, I would love for you guys to go out and support my pot of gold book or any of the Gonzo Chronicles. I don't book two of that. I've got book two of the, uh, grave legend series coming out soon. I still love writing and man, it really means a lot when I see a few sales clicking, you know, so I just hope everybody's enjoying a great story. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you. I'll see you down the road.